Welcome back to In the Trenches podcast, a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. On today's episode, we have Reggie Hill. He's having a conversation with Charlie, Gary, and Elliot. We hope you enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everyone? Hope you guys are having a great day today. You have tuned in to In the Trenches podcast, just like Elliot said. I am here today with the one and only Ari. I almost, I Ari. tried, I tried what? combining your names right now, and it just, it just Ari? came out. Ari. Yeah. Ari. Uh, but be, I'm here. Gelliot. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Harriet. We are here with Elliot and Gary. Guys, how you doing? <laughs> We're all right. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm, not I'm not. Someone's been hitting the communion <laughs> in the room again. Moonshine jug. Yeah. Oh, man. But we are also here with a very special um, guest, Reggie. See, I got your name right. I didn't try and combine it with anybody. But Reggie, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be here. Glad to be out in SoCal. Yes. You know, soaking in the, the views and the, the spaces here with my, with my guys. So it's awesome. Nice, man. Well, we're excited to have you on the podcast, but for those that are out there, actually, you, you said you were um, you were in the youth ministry scene before going into being a young adults pastor. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a question that we'd like to ask all um, youth pastors um, okay. and ones that ha- were in the youth ministry scene, and the question is, do you have a crazy youth ministry story that you can think of? Oh, gosh. I have uh, so many. One that, you know, we... Uh, we like to do a lot of games before, and we did some summer games one time. And man, we did a game. Uh, do you guys remember when like kiddie pool kickball was popular? A couple oh yeah, years yeah. Ago? And it was like the the biggest like you know all our my interns were like, hey, we gotta do this game, and so we made it happen. And uh, we did kiddie pool. We set it all up, and for whatever reason, these kids didn't understand how to slide. And I had like within like <laughs> three to five like minutes, I had like. Four broken ankles in one year. Oh my gosh. And my executive pastor was like, Stop this game right now. Don't do this game again. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was terrible. Dang. We had like a kiddie pool uh, popped on us. Bro. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was rough. Uh, man, so many stories, dude. We've had fail after fail, but you know, you just practice on other people's kids. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang. Did I ever tell you guys when we at Pinecrest one year, and we couldn't do this anymore because Charlie's group would cancel us, <laughs> but we did this Redneck Olympics. Oh, yeah. Bro, we would excel at it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, That's one just of the, the Olympics. One, one, of the thing, one of the games we did was a truck pool, yeah. and the kids had to pull this truck by a rope up the hill, but the, the guy running the game forgot to put someone in the truck, so there was no one to hit the brake. <laughs> And they oh, ran over this man. girl's ankle and Ooh. broke it. <laughs> what? And then, yeah. and then SoCal AG had to pay for this ankle to get rebuilt. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've they got the money for that. it. This was before I was in charge of anything. I yeah. Just, I just witnessed it. Actually, I, gotta, I came up with the game, but other than that. Dude. Bro. I got to show you guys this picture that just reminded me. I keep this picture on my phone to remind me. We did a youth camp one year, and uh, a girl was running, like just playing. I don't even know what game we're playing. I think we were playing like capture the flag or something, right? Basic, and uh, she just fell and just braced herself with her arm, and uh, yeah, oh her, my I didn't even see it. Her, <laughs> her arm looks like spaghetti. Look on the, on it's the... bent the wrong way, yeah. Charlie. She's got oh. an extra. She got an extra elbow in there. Oh, and we... she's like, oh, and she hits the ground, and like my videographer was, you know, recording, and he actually got it on video. Oh, bro. And it's I keep like it. You put like, it in the camp recap <laughs> video? Oh, it's, like a, it's like a five-second video, <laughs> and you see her get up, and her arm's just, and you're like, 
uh, medic. We need a medic now. I'm like, thanks. She needs some milk. Her parents. The thing is, her parents are great about it. Like, they're like, yeah. I was like, you guys are actually kind of too cool. Like, you ex- like, you expected her Were to break you her yeah. planning yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, like, you set the, this up. Like, you just made milk. us fifty bucks on Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were like totally cool. They drove up to the campground and. She was totally calm. She just didn't look at it. She's like, Pastor Reggie, I don't think my arm. Like, I'm like, ooh, don't look at it, girl. And I'm like trying not to look you're, at it either. You're passing out. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't look at it, girl. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. I'm like, yeah, where's my head, man? I need, I need help. And they're like, calm down, Pastor Reggie. I'm like, okay. So oh, that's gosh, funny, yeah. man. Um, for those that are listening, we'll, we'll throw that picture in the show notes at the bottom so you can take a look. <laughs> I don't if you know wanna, if we if should, dude. That. It'll yeah. ruin your day. It'll, it'll, ah, never mind. Um, but Reggie, why don't you share with everyone um, just who you are, what you yeah. do, uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so my name is Reggie Hill. I'm the uh, young adults pastor at a church called Journey Church in Kenosha. Uh, we have uh, three or four campuses in uh, three campuses in the Kenosha area and then one out in Vilnius, um, Lithuania. And so I uh, get to run young adults and uh, work with a great team of passing the next gen department there and uh, just the healthiest church, the best church I've ever been at. And uh, it's tough to, to say because I've worked at some amazing churches with some great people. And so uh, just blessed to be there. I've been doing young adults there for about a year now. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, it's just exciting to see what, what is uh, transpiring there and what God has been able to do. Um, just walking into a great context and working into uh, – place where there's tons of amazing young adults and we're really running the show before I got there. This guy behind me uh, was holding the fort down for like 10 months or so before I got there and they just did a great job. Uh, so I get to come in now and, you know, uh, just work with them and do some great things. So Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, you are a young adults pastor and for a lot of youth pastors, I think that comes under their umbrella in yeah. some way, shape or yeah, form. And too. Even if not, it's like most of our our leadership teams are young adults, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. and in some yeah. churches that is the young adult group is the, yeah. the youth leaders. But yeah, man, what advice? Um, let's just jump right into it. What advice would you give um, youth pastors on how to deal with young adults? It's it's mm-hmm. um, there's churches that do it really well, but I would say the majority of churches struggle with it. Yeah, yeah. I think you know when it comes to, and we don't even have it all figured out ourselves, right? We're we're still trying to figure out a lot of things, and so I don't want to sound like an expert on anything, but uh, some of the things and trends we've seen is, um, you know, for one, like f- getting them on mission. I think this generation, especially, you know, when you talk about Gen Z, um, the oldest Gen Zs are like 20, 23, 24, 25, and so they're in the working, they're in the field right now, they're working, they're, you know, millennials are cool, but millennials are like 40 now. <laughs> we've got, <laughs> like, we've been, we're True. still talking about millennials in the young adult space, we really are talking about Gen Z now and producers and wanting to be involved and they're very cause driven. So how do we leverage that for the gospel? How do we leverage that for the kingdom? Not necessarily for your ministry and not necessarily for your church, but for the big C church, for yeah. the kingdom of God. And uh, so we've been able to try to like, you know, empower people through different organizations, different programs, getting their plugged in. Uh, one of the things we're really passionate about is getting young adults serving mm. in the church in the local context of their of uh, understanding like, hey, this isn't uh, church isn't a place for you to consume; it's actually a place for you to give. Yeah. And so um, we've had some some you know efforts with that, and uh, just I think when it comes to young adults, man, it's it's finding them where they're at, finding out where they're passionate, and then pushing them towards that. I think I was talking to a friend um, not too long ago 
about young adult ministry and said, what's the challenge? I said, the biggest challenge really is that young adults tend to be passionate about everything, right? I think in the culture that we're in, it's everything so polarizing, everything so, you have to have an opinion on everything. Mm. And one of the things I've tried to challenge our young adults uh, individually is like, hey, what what is the thing that keeps you up at night? What is the thing that you do, like, no matter what the cost was? Like, not just an Instagram post or not just, you know, some words on Twitter or not just, you know, a, a post or, or something like that. But what's the thing that you actually would run after? Go after that thing. Like, fight the need to say anything about everything and do something about a couple things. Yeah, wow. That's right? super good. I like that. Right, uh, because we have this, like, generation of just, like, I'm passionate about everything, but I don't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm, I kind of interrupted, but I yeah. really like that idea of just, because it's so true, especially we see it with our young adults, mm-hmm. just this need to change the world, which is great, yeah. um, but it's it's caring about so much that you're not making an impact on anything at all. Yeah. And I think what we remember in our context being church, Mm-hmm. right it's like we have the actual answer right yeah. like we it, it, you know it's not just like good intentions code, yeah it's not just good intentions yeah. and like caring for people we have the spirit of the living god empowering yeah. us to do yeah. the work that we're called to do and the gospel and, and not even just sort of like saying if you're if you're passionate as a young adult about uh homeless people or right feeding people or you know whatever it's not to say like well don't think about that think about the gospel it's like integrating how the gospel impacts that area exactly something i wanted to talk about with you is because i think the church in general is moving away from this siloed Mm -hmm. ministry perspective uh where we're talking more and more about next gen right Mm -hmm. i think the ag is doing a conference a next gen conference in march um and just the idea that from nursery to even the time that you're to 30 yeah, yeah, yeah like well even past that like the yeah. the senior adults in our churches like we are the body of christ like mm-hmm. we are a community we are a family yeah. but especially in this next generation mm-hmm. phase like the the coming church the yeah. future of the church yeah. understanding that the days of like i'm the kids pastor i'm the youth pastor and if there's resource then like i'm the young adult pastor and kind of doing their own things, the health of each ministry is on its own. Mm-hmm. I think the way that we reach the next generation well, because that's ultimately what this podcast is about more than yeah. just like, you're a young adult guy. Talk to us about young yeah, adults. Right, like right. young adults, kids ministry should matter to us as youth pastors because it's the mm-hmm. future of our youth yeah, ministry. Right. Young adults should matter to us because it's where we're sending our, mm-hmm, our students. Exactly. And whether you have a young adult pastor or you are the young adult pastor, th- there should be young adults at your church mm-hmm. if you have a youth ministry. Right. Um, and you're raising up the next generation. But we see this happen all the time. We love kids. We, we have thriving youth ministries. And then we send them off into this nebulous, weird college zone. The and cliff. they disappear. Yeah. The yeah. church is dying in that yeah. sense. And so I think this like comprehensive idea of like how do we pass the baton. It's something with even the creation of Youth Alive that we're talking about and thinking about. Yeah. We want to raise up campus missionaries. But we also want to be able to onboard them into you know if they have a calling to ministry things like john zick's book yeah which is okay i mean it's it's, 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 it's a, all right it's, it's kind of small yeah it's like is it <laughs> the editor did a great not, job on that book not a tough you. read no i'm just kidding but uh <laughs> you he uh the book called like yeah. getting students who are called into ministry streamlining that 
but also we're called to reach the marketplace as well Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. this is the big issue with young adults is if you don't do a college internship at the church or you don't go into ministry that's where we lose the next Mm -hmm. generation is they start to feel like well the church was my life in high school you know what does it look like to me practically now yeah because i want to be a tech engineer or i want to be a construction worker i want to be in the medical field and i think we're i don't know like we've got to figure that out because because we have a decent understanding of how to get people who feel called into ministry into ministry you could go to christian college you can do online schooling you could do internships there's a lot of onboards to that but like what do we do with those people yeah. all a majority of our students to be honest yeah i wish we could could get to a place like there's going to be churches you know like your church that can afford and 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 have the need for a full-time um or someone who's just strictly the the young adults pastor mm-hmm. but you know some of these smaller churches and these youth pastors that are listening to us right now man if, if we get them and their lead pastor yeah to say we're doing young adults because wow. that's yeah. part of the problem yeah. is these young adults we expect them, okay, youth's done, you, that life is done, you know, and the whole idea of big church and, and that concept. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's if I could tell other lead pastors, preach to everybody in the room. Yeah. yeah. Preach to the youngest person in the room. You know, don't let all of your examples be for married adults because yeah. there's some 20-something that's not relating wow. to you because you aren't relating to them. And wow. Yeah. Wow. And if we could get that, I mean, it's just part of the, it's part of the issue. It's not the issue, but part yeah. of the issue, if we could get, lead pastors excited about young adults it's true and realizing they're my future church yeah mm-hmm. too bad yeah. they don't listen to this podcast yeah they don't we just got to compl- yeah no. but that's yet. so true bro that's yeah. uh it, it, it and it goes into that idea of like we are the church you know and it, it seems like that's some of what you're seeing even at the church that you're at you're at a, totally. a church that understands totally. that and is probably a part of the success you're seeing yeah i mean i, I tell our context we actually have more Young adults attending on a Sunday morning. In wow, church that's amazing. Than, that's than awesome. our, you know, our Good. expression in a ministry, and so there's the the juxtaposition of like, well, we want you to be involved with us, but yeah. like, but I'm happy you're you're plugged into the Big C Church. Yeah. Now the the point is now getting them out of the pews and into missional discipleship programs and discipleship training and like actually so becoming a, a not a campus missionary. But a workplace in it. Makes exactly. Yeah, right? well, so, and that's yeah. so good. That's the idea is like we should be training from the time they're in kids church mm-hmm. to the time that they are starting their families. Yeah. This idea of th- this is your mission Life field. Mission. What, yeah. what is your mission field? Right. Yeah. Like that's what we're seeing success with here in Southern California with Youth Alive and like the initiative we're doing to reach the campus. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it goes into the next phase of even college, but also that we get so comfortable as like the western church with mm-hmm. just attending church on sundays and i even like what you're saying some of gary's success in his church always having a really young um congregation yeah. alongside older people who've been there for decades for since the right, founding of right. the church but they've always had success with having younger people attend because they get them involved in serving because yeah. it, it's not it's what we were created to do mm-hmm. like we need to be a part of building the church, not just yeah. attending the church. And I think yeah. then also constantly helping people to understand like this is, what is your mission field? You know, yeah. it's the place you work. It's the, pl- is your part-time job that you have right now? You know, like right. what is, you are on mission though. Mm-hmm. Mm. For sure. And, and you know, COVID knocked out the regular attender. Yeah, like it's true. At this point, like if you're going to church, it's cause you're going to, you've got way too many excuses now to, to show up to church. And, you know, I see posts, you know, 
Uh, you go back to Walmart, you can go back to church, but it's like, <laughs> hey, you know what? They were just filling the seat anyway, the, mm. a lot of those folks. Mm. And we were getting comfortable with the numbers as pastors and leaders. We were getting like excited because we've got you know X amount of people in the seats. And then we come back post-COVID and we're like, Oh, this is the actual church. Yeah, yeah. it's right? true. It's I I, uh, I joke with, with the pastor once before. Is it's like it's almost like we have reverse growth because it's like now we've just got mm-hmm. the committed right. Yeah. yeah, the the crowd is not there anymore. The crowd's watching online, and you still love them, and we still pastor them, and we still you know communicate with them and and lead them and uh, do what we can for them. But we recognize the people that are in our buildings, they're on mission. Yeah, and yeah. what are we doing to to realize that their work is worship to God? Right. Yeah. Like, Colossians 3, right? whatever your hands find to do, do it as unto the Lord. Okay, well, what is it that you're doing uh, in your in your workplace, in your work environment? What are you doing on your campus if you're a college student, right? Like um, getting them and finding what they're passionate about. I, I, I joke when I was talking about this, I said this is kind of like my heart right now is to get them on like focus passions. Like focus your passion, narrow your passion down to like two or three things. And what are you going to tackle this season of your life? with this one thing, right? If it's homelessness, what are you going to do with homelessness? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. figuring out, figuring out not just, I think we've done a poor job as leaders in the church to say, if you're, if your skill sets don't equate to either communicating or singing or doing something that affects the body, mm. then I don't really have time for you. Yeah. I don't know how to lead you if you don't know how to help the church. And really like the church was the agent that helped all other spheres of life. Yeah. Right. The Renaissance movement, like, started in the church yeah it was it was church and it was art and it was music and it was all these things coming together yeah that that made the renaissance something great it was the seven corners of culture coming together and saying hey we're going to do something great and you're going to do something and i'm going to champion you doing it and it doesn't matter if it benefits me personally because it benefits the kingdom yeah mm-hmm. no 100 percent. and yeah just this idea of not not just capping it at this this one thing and valuing people's individuality and the way that God has created them in in what they can do because I I think we have this factory setting of like discipleship and I think discipleship is more complicated than that it's relational it like the doctrine and the truth and the you know that stuff is goes across the board Mm -hmm. but what that looks like played out in your life is a little bit more complicated sure. than this. Like sure. here's our, you know, step one, step two, step three, here you go. Yeah. It's not, it's not one size fits all. Yeah. And, and um, leadership development is a process. It's a journey. Jesus didn't disciple John, how he discipled Peter. Yeah. And he didn't disciple Peter, how he discipled Bartholomew. And he definitely didn't disciple them, how he discipled, you know, Judas, right? Like yeah. they all had their own journey with Jesus. And yeah. I think, the next, the next season is not a journey of of one or two or like, hey, we're gonna stick stick all these people in this classroom and just say, hey, go through this yeah. six week course and now you're a leader. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, how do we know, right? We don't know anything about them. We don't know. Uh, we may know like their spiritual gifts, but how are we leveraging that? What about what about their past experiences? What about yeah. their 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 passions? What about all the things that make them who they are? Yeah. Right. Like. And then how do we leverage that to not benefit our Sunday morning experience or our Wednesday night or some ministry we're doing, but how do we leverage that for the kingdom? Yeah, building the church. Exactly. I think it's so true, man. Like, I love what you said about the crowd being gone. It made me think of, yeah. you know, even Jesus' ministry. He had big crowds when he fed 
the 5,000, but when the food was gone and he's talking about pick up your cross and follow me, and they I was like, deuces, I'm out of here. Uh, can I get seconds and now there's no more? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's where we're at as a church. And rather than seeing that as like something to be afraid of, it actually is the best place we can be as far as the future of the church, which yeah. is really, really what this conversation is about is next generation, not just yeah. young adults, but like I said, kids to youth to young adults, this all matters and it integrates yeah. together because yeah. it is the future church that we're talking about. And and we have the opportunity with the future church to do thi- to not just get them involved in the church structure as we know it, mm-hmm. but to really get effective in building the church, right? right. Like to do, COVID is the best gift any church could have gotten because we get rid of things that don't matter and start doing things that really do. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's specialized. It's it's not one size fits all. It's all geared towards like, hey, how to make customized to your growth, to your season of life, to what God is wanting to do through you and in you. And it's it's not this like, hey, we're going to get these factory. Like you said, it's not a factory. It's not Henry Ford. It's yeah, it's you know, it's Maybach. It's custom made. It's yeah. handmade. Yeah, it's. It's unique to each and every individual, um, and that, that's the future of the church is looking at you and saying, how can we not leverage your gifts, but, like, how can I? Right, because this generation, I feel like young adults are saying, use me, but don't use me, mm. or you'll lose me. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Right? Like, use me. I want to be used. I want to I want to show off my gifts or talents, or I want to be, I understand I want to be plugged into the kingdom, but, like, don't just use me. Yeah. Or, or, I'm, or I'm gone. Because. Yeah. We've heard story after story of church hurt. We can we can talk about it to a blue in the face, and we've all got a, a church hurt now. And it it's, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's like that's something. And you've already talked about it a little bit, just even with this generation, um, about how are this next generation millennials, even Gen Zs, like they're so different. And then when you talked about um, leadership, it's not it's not cookie cutter. You know, yeah. you can't just say, hey, this is leadership. Here we go. Like you're, you're, you're thrown into it. And I think that's even heightened even more so with our generation, this next generation that's rising up um, and getting them plugged into the church. And, and I just wanted to kind of throw this question out there. What would be some, some practical ways almost, because starting off in youth ministry and how Elliot talked about it started from kids to youth to mm-hmm. young adults to the Capital C Church. Yeah. Um, what are some practical ways maybe even in kids ministry that we could start with this next crop or next generation that's rising up to yeah, youth Gen ministry? This yeah. next crop. How do we get this next crop? I, I knew it. I knew as soon as I said crop. He's a farmer, bro. <laughs> I'm not a farmer. But um, yeah, would, would you have something like that that maybe we can see across the board in all generations yeah. at our church? Well, and, and, and that's what our, our team right now, our next gen team is really tasked to do is to figure out the scope and sequence of of the next generation from what are those milestone moments, right? We yeah. talk about it in, in your walk with Jesus Christ, you get saved and you get baptized and then hopefully you get Holy spirit baptized and you go, you go down the line of like these milestone moments, right? If you're, if you're a baby, you get your, your, you know, some churches do christening, right? We do mm-hmm. like a, a dedication, dedication yeah. service, right? So those are, those are milestone. What are the milestone moments and what are the things I love? Andy Stanley has a book of the seven checkpoints of, of, of school and, and, for years when I was in, in youth ministry, that was we that was our playbook, right? Of like, hey, these are the, the seven things I want our students to know when they come out. I want them to know about faith, and I want them to know about discipline, and I want them to know about uh, how, how to have pure relationships, right? And I want them to know about healthy friendships. These are the things, these are the things that we're building. Okay, so what does that look like over the course of, you know, maybe 30 years yeah. or something? Yeah, for right? sure. 
Like if they're born into kids ministry, okay, what are the things, what are the five, six, seven things we want our kids to know before they get to middle school? Yeah. As they're in middle school, what are the three or four things, right? Showering is probably one of those things. Okay? <laughs> we can just teach you to shower. Yeah. Like we're, you're ready for high school, right? Yeah. And in high school ministry, what are the things that, as we set them up for college ministry? And now I, I get, you know, the opportunity as a college pastor to say, okay, um, and hopefully like our, our youth pastors do a great job of this, but like getting them even plugged in to the big, to the big church, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just say like big church, you're going to big church. Um, getting them plugged in and understanding that, church is not youth group yeah mm-hmm. right like we love our youth services and we love our, our even i love my young adult services but like that's not the end game yeah for them yeah if they're not connected to the lifeblood of the church when they get out of your program how will they respond yeah how they respond to sitting in a sunday morning service and if they don't know that their pastor is not you it's actually your lead pastor then you've got a problem yeah right when, so, yeah, and that's a partnership, like Gary's saying, with the lead pastor as well. Yeah, it's yeah. And some of you guys who are listening, it's on you to champion that. Like some of you guys are like, well, I'm frustrated. My my lead pastor won't do that. You got to honor your lead pastor. Yeah. You got to promote that. But to the lead pastor, be available, mm-hmm. be present. And to yeah. your point that you were saying uh, about we got we to gotta teach, we got to have these milestones. I was just reminded if we don't, they're going to get that somewhere else. We were talking on our last podcast with Elijah Lamb, but like there's a lot of teaching that the world is doing. Like, like, you know, the, the enemy is being strategic in reaching this next generation. And so we might as well start getting strategic as well and start standing for truth and start because, because that's the issue that a lot of young adults face is they, you know, they grow up, but they're not really getting depth in truth they don't they're not getting discipled and the moment that anything else is presented to them when they hit college age it makes sense they believe it yeah i had you know and this is the interesting thing you know as we get into this age of tiktok and instagram and and youtube and i have a lot of young adults that are you know come up to me on a sunday morning it's like hey so um this pastor i watch or listen to on tiktok told me i'm not supposed to eat pork anymore so what do i do with that i was like okay well like i appreciate that but like Let's talk about this over let's some bacon about, and eggs. Let's talk about this. Like let's 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 really dive into like yeah. old covenant, new covenant. Yeah, let's let, talk like let's talk about like in First Peter when when Jesus says yeah. or when God comes down and gives a vision to Peter and says like don't call what I call clean unclean. Right? We can talk about it. So if you feel like you shouldn't eat pork, then don't eat pork. Yeah. But pork eating pork's not a sin. But I'm gonna eat pork. Yeah. I'm gonna eat I the bacon. I'm gonna be yeah. eating you know? pork. I'm yeah. Like bacon double cheeseburger. Come right on. Now, you know. <laughs> But but so it's it's that like discipling that we're like hey, now we're we're in a place where like if we don't, somebody else will like you yeah. said, so true right and if we don't figure out how to leverage their skill sets for the kingdom, regardless of how if we don't understand how it fits in the church right away mm-hmm. and this is where I'm seeing like a student may come uh, to to you as a youth pastor and say yeah. hey I really have a passion for blank and yeah. if it's not something we're currently doing in the ministry. We have to fit. We have to make it our mission to say, okay, how can I help them do that? Mm. Yeah. yeah. How can how can I be the 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 baseline of truth for them in their life and realize that I'm going to be the one to champion their gifts, even if we're trying to figure it out together? Because at the end of the day, I I want to be the voice of truth in their life mm. with their parents and, and all those things. I want to be a voice that says, hey, I'm going to help you figure this out. Because if we don't, somebody else will, and we don't know their intentions, we don't know their heart. They're probably going to try to use them. Uh, and and we just don't know, and somebody will disciple them if we don't. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. And 
I, you know, even in just this strategy of reaching the next generation, I've been listening to this podcast um, about a church, let's call it Stars Bill. And uh, <laughs> it's talking about that church and the, the rise and the fall of it. Uh, and wow, so yeah. it, some, an interesting point, though, about the pastor of that church, the vision that he had for reaching the community, I think, is really strong and strategic yeah. in the idea of let's reach young families let's let's help and disciple them to be god loving and fearing families mm. in the community not necessarily just getting people called yeah. into ministry we need to do that for sure but that's been like the church's primary function is like let's just get people into full-time ministry in rather than yeah. yeah rather than in to the ministry of the community yeah and the strategy though of like let's raise strong families that the divorce rates start to drop let's raise yeah. people who are understanding that their workplace is their mission field that that start to own homes in the community yeah. like and just the idea of the difference you can make in a local community by reaching families and by starting now there's no stopping you um and i just like i love that strategy yeah and i i that was that was the hard part for me going into ministry is i got called to ministry at like 19 years old and so I'm a youth leader at this point, and I didn't even like know why I was a youth leader. It's just the youth pastor was like wouldn't stop asking me to be a youth leader. So I'm like, mm -hmm. fine, I'll do it. And he's like, hey, go on this mission trip with us. I'm like, I, I can't afford no mission trip. I'm a broke college kid, right? So I go on this mission trip, and night one, I feel the call to ministry, and I'm like, all right. And so we get back from this trip, and like, or they get to the end of the trip, right? And they ask, they do, they're like, hey. Who feels called in the full-time ministry uh, to whether you're going to be a missionary or an evangelist or a pastor? And nearly the whole room raises their hand, right? Mm. And, I, and I'm sitting here like, well, well, somebody got to work at the bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we all can't just be working at the church, right? Yeah. Like, like, that's not realistic. So I go, you know, that's, that's not me. Because forever, like, up until all the way through high school, like, I had plans to, like, own hotels and restaurants and go into the hospitality marketing field. That's what I was studying in college was hospitality marketing. Uh, and hospitality management and so I was you know a junior in college when this is happening and I'm like trying to figure this out and I wrestled with that for a year I was like God like no I've got plan I'm trying to be retired at 40 you know Come on. And, and then you got into and, ministry you know, I'm never gonna retire <laughs> exactly <laughs> and I wrestled with it for a year and uh because I, I recognized that like hey we all can't work at the church yeah so now seeing that I'm you know I don't want to say I'm a sellout and I work at a church, but like, <laughs> you know, I work at a church and, and I'm getting to work with these people. I'm passionate. Like, hey, if you want to intern with me, great. But like, if you want to come and, and serve and get plugged in, I want to disciple you. If you're a teacher, great. Be, be the best God-fearing teacher you can be yes. that are going to love kids and show the love of Jesus Christ yes. in that school, in that public school, right? We have some phenomenal young adults that are in the in the marketplace doing great things and I don't want them to work. I mean, as much as I'd love them to work, yeah. I want them to stay where they're at because they're a light, a city on a hill, right? We're, we can't just all be in this bowl yeah. of the church and, like, we let our light shine under a bowl. Hmm. Pretty sure Scripture talks something about that. <laughs> and so it's like we've got to send them out and say, go be light in the, in the darkness. Yeah. So good. That's good. No, that's really good. 
Well, Reggie, man, thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast with us, dude. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, dude. Of course, it's a, it's a, it was a good podcast. We encourage you guys to take a, take another listen to this one. I know I am for sure. I, I even wrote down the, the strategies that you were even talking yeah. about, like from strategies from elementary school to junior high to high school to young adults and what that looks yeah. like. And I even encourage too for those that are listening. Um, it was just something that I was just thinking when you were saying that of having that conversation, but involving your kids ministry pastor your junior high pastor yeah. um high school and if you have a young adults pastor but then on top of that your senior pastor as well yeah. it's so, it's a it's an altogether thing yeah. it's we're working on this as a team this isn't we have actually a next-gen directional team that we talk and we bring discussion to the table all the way through and we say hey what are the things that matter most and how are we going to lay them out according to when they need to know it, how they need to know it. Who's the portrait of a grad, right? Like our school, our Christian school has a portrait of a graduate. Well, what does the portrait of a student Mm. look like when they leave our ministry? Mm. Yeah. Who do we want to be developing? Who do we want to be building? Okay, now let's reverse engineer that all the way down to when they're in first grade and kindergarten. Yeah. In in early childhood, right? Yeah. Man, that's good stuff. Um, Well, Gary, Elliot, obviously, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, but other than that guys if there's anything that stuck out to you in today's podcast please reach out to us on instagram at socal youth pastors but other than that we will make sure to catch you on the next podcast <laughs>